what you're gonna do and what you ain't gonna do. Because with your power, you're doing your best. So release yourself from all that strain. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Welcome to Muni Radio. The acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Mike. Happy to be here in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco. That's right. Whatever day this is airing, November you know, something. <laughs> we, we stream first on Mutiny Radio here in the Mission District. Uh, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, SFT, as it were, uh, or NJT would be 5 p.m. New Jersey time. Mm-hmm. NJT. Uh, we like to watch a full-length movie uh, on YouTube with you, and we would like you to listen to our podcast and watch the movie at the same time. And I do say podcast. If you're not listening to us live, perhaps you're listening to our podcast that drops under our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we also have a YouTube channel with the same acronym, which is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Sounds great, Carl. Good to see you again. What movie are we seeing today? Today we will watch the Buster Keaton story, 1957. The Buster Keaton story, 1957. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. engine. And the channel we like is called Make Em Laugh. Now, we, we are friends of Make Them Laugh. We watched the movie on that channel before. Uh-huh. What did channel? we see? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I just remember laughing my ass off. <laughs> oh, got to make them laugh. All right, so go ahead. We are going to be watching, as Carl said, The Buster Keaton Story from 1957. Type in the title. Type in the year. And uh, when you see Make Them Laugh, that is the uh, channel that is hosting the movie we're watching. Click the link, hit pause, relax, smoke a doob, move the timer to zero, zero. Drink it. Take a drink. Man, you must be fucked up before this movie. You the type that drinks before you, like you eat all the popcorn during the, the trailer and then you drink like everything. I'm going to sneak in a bottle of booze and then it's like gone. <laughs> well, That's happened in my life that I've had the popcorn before the movie starts. Not in this case, not in this case. It was a uh, banana. This movie is so suspenseful, you will be holding popcorn on your fingertips to your mouth, unable to complete the task. Right? I guess. Unable to complete. All right. So we want you to go ahead and find it. Carl, you are bananas. Hello! Oh, you do a little slapstick? that joke in. Flipped that joke in, and it appealed. Carl, in honor of Buster Keaton, is going to take a banana peel and throw it randomly in his house. 
Just like in that uh, in Fish Burgers, you had the banana. It was best love drug songs, and you yeah, you, you ate the banana. And you go, whoa. <laughs> We should mention, and I think this is appropriate because uh, we did a better job than this movie, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, 30 years ago, we had a public TV, uh, public access TV show on New Jersey yeah. Cable, suburban, uh, Essex County Suburban Cable. Uh, yeah, it was Storer. No, it wasn't Storer Cable. It was, yeah, Suburban suburban Access. Was that it? Yeah, I think so. So, And now public access TV shows, that's so 30 years ago. Find it on doing... YouTube, though. Look, Fish Burgers, it's the name of the channel. You'll see Mike as yes. a young man. Yeah, you're very young. Still stumbling over every word he speaks. Right, but I'm drunker and smokier than I was as I am now. Yeah. Uh, youth. All right, well, so you got a recommendation? Check out our Fish Burgers page on YouTube. And we want you to go ahead, find the movie. Sounds complicated, but don't worry. We are going to talk to a celebrity comedian, give you a couple minutes to get yourself ready, yeah. learn about a new guy, a new comedian, new woman. I don't know. I haven't heard this yet, but I'm really excited. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Rebecca Caddis. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Now, you and I know each other out there on the comedy scene. We're always bumping into each other at a show. Chip Ambrosio or uh, Anthony Quinn or something. We see each right. other open mics. How long have you been doing comedy? Because you've been out there as long as I have. It'll be seven years in December. Wow, seven years. Yeah. Okay. That's, that added up quick. I mean, you know. Yeah, I started when I was 40. That was like my mother got me a class for my 40th birthday. Oh, how nice. Yeah. Now, you are a teacher. And mm -hmm. this is your profession, and just like me, we have our regular job and we have our comedy job. So I'm wondering, because I hear all these stories about teachers, has comedy ever, in a bad way, bumped into your teaching, threatened your job? Uh, no. I, yeah, I really try. I mean, I don't I, – I've mentioned it in passing, but it's not like I, I crowd work my students or anything. I, you know, I, I, um, I don't have a lot out there that's easy to find. You would have to really want to find me. Gotcha. Uh, if you didn't, you know, you, you would have to really have a great curiosity to start digging around as a student or a parent. And the students don't care. That sounds like you're really safe. I mean, I've interviewed teachers on this podcast for the countdown who have gotten into trouble. One of them even got let go. Right. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, no, you have to. You have to be careful. Yeah. If you want, if you want to keep your job, if you want to, you know, keep your car on the road. Now, your fellow comedians are a debauch group of misfit degenerates. Now they get up there at the open mics and they just let it all fly. Now I've seen you at the open mics visibly shocked by their content and you even comment on it when you get up and start doing your routine. Tell me right. about it. How do you feel about this? How do you handle it? Well, you know, it, it doesn't, it, you know, unless it's directed, it's you know directed at me, which usually it, it isn't. Not that they're respectful, so respectful, but I think they know better. Uh -huh. Uh huh. You know, but um, other than that, I mean, you really you you can't be easily offended if you're gonna enjoy comedy, get on shows, go on open mics. It's not you know, it's not 
my job to uh, correct, you know, I'm not their teacher. <laughs> and also I say what I want too. And I can, you know, I can, I can go, I can go a little blue. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen you go blue, but it's a nice blue. These guys, you know, I, I know that you're not offended, but I do see your jaw drop at some of the things they say. Right. Well, you know what it is? You know what? The th it's most mostly the things when somebody says something, they can say it as shocking as they want. And, you know, like the, the comic saying is you can say anything you want as long as it's funny. Um, it's gotta be, if it's funny and clever enough, you could talk about anything. Um, but if it's not quite funny enough or clever enough, it's just a kind of nasty. And, um, I'm, the one thing that I'm not a fan about, like I said, I'm not offended, but, um, mis like misogyny makes me zone out. It's, it's overdone. It's, you know, and, um, you know, there's, there's just, so sometimes I'm like, I can't believe you're going for that low-hanging fruit again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the next place it's going to go. You are a female comedian, and there just aren't a lot of you out there, you know? Do you have any issues in comedy not getting booked or not getting paid attention to or something like that? Anything you want to express about being a female comedian? Um, you know what? Not really. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know... You know, I don't. I don't think it would have to do with my gender. More, uh -huh. I think um, sometimes I don't. You know, I'm also I'm I'm also not the same. I'm also you know, like at least a half a generation or a generation older than the majority of the comics out there. So I have to fight a little harder for them to even listen. Gotcha. gotcha. Huh. Uh, it, are you a comedian or a comedian? Comedian. Okay. So. What about Anthony Quinn? You've been on his podcast, right? Yes. He regularly has you on. Were you on late night? I think you were. I was on late night once, and I was on uh, I was on a lot of podcasts, mostly during the pandemic. But um, sometimes, if there's uh, you know he's you know he's got the conspiracy podcast and the food addict podcast, and both of those I find relatable. Right. And uh, you know, so if I heard something or you know saw something, I you know uh, once or twice I said, "Did you ever do a podcast on that?" Because if not, I want it. You know. Gotcha. Uh, now you're yeah. a little privileged. You're very often invited on his podcast. Other people go on like once or twice. You know, I mean, you're, right. you're a little should feel a little honored, right? Yeah. No, I do, and I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy talking about things because they're not things you can bring up in, in you know, in in conversation. You like, you know, like I eat myself silly and I like to talk about Scientology uh, all day long. But, you know, you can't just, you know, you can't you can't just start off like that. And, uh, you know, right. Most, most people don't want to don't want to engage in that conversation. I appreciate that uh, that he he, uh, he indulges my my quirks. <laughs> yeah, it's the right audience, the right environment, listening, you know, so it's it's good to uh, have an outlet because I've been there too. There's things that I can talk about on Anthony Quinn. You know, if I'm at Thanksgiving dinner, nobody wants to hear about Scientology. They're exactly. Not yeah. Okay, so Rebecca Caddis, how can people find you out there on the interwebs, on social media? Where can they get a hold of you? And not that students should, and you know, check you out, go to a show. My face is very easy. My Facebook is Rebecca Cadiz, and my Instagram is RM Cadiz, R as in Rebecca, M as in Mary Cadiz. Um, and so I'm pretty easy to find. 
Um, and I am uh, very easy to book. Hint, hint. No, it's C-A-I-Z. C-A-I-Z for the audio listeners. Yes. Okay, yes. now speaking yes. of those audio listeners, it's very important that everyone at home presses play at the same time we do here in the studio. We are pleased to watch this film. So why don't you go ahead, Rebecca Caddis, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Okay, three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian, for that countdown. That was actually very interesting. I'm glad yes. I'm going to hear it later. I think that was probably one of our best, if not the best, celebrity comedian countdown we've had. Hands down the best. You know, this is the sad, happy, loving story of one of the immortals of the silent screen. Um, this is, is the it Fatty Arbuckle? Yet the incorrect story. This movie incorrect? is all wrong. What are you talking about? It says the Harold Lloyd story. <laughs> no, Buster Keaton. But anyway, it's all... Like, they amalgamate characters, and they uh, make up stuff, and they don't show the whole picture, and this film's pretty bad. It was written by a very talented guy, a talented TV producer and director. He did, was doing movies at this point, um, Sidney Sheldon, but, uh, but he didn't do a good job with this film's story. It is not really Buster Keaton. Now, Buster Keaton was still alive course at this time he was going to do it's a mad 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 world in like 65 maybe 63 this is 57 so uh he's he's alive and well when they he's released alive and well and he got 50 grand to give his the rights to his film now look to his life now right there it says the three keatons yeah and they're the lowest billing right well, right away they're wrong that what do you mean they weren't lowly billed. They they were highly billed. They were headliners many times. Now, like you might say, well, there's many points in their career, but they this you'll see it'll fast forward to the future and they'll still be at the bottom, the lowest rung. That's just not the truth. They were an established act and people, you know, they were headliners. Now were they called were they called the was that? They were part of the Harry Houdini show, where you would do the magic and everything. Punch your gut for a dollar. Nah, not today. Thanks, uh, Buster. <laughs> now, Buster got 50 grand for this, and that made him financially solvent for the rest of his life. He was able to buy a house in uh, San Fernando Valley, and that was the house he lived in until he died. He, um, it, 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 This movie doesn't do a good service by Buster Keaton, but it certainly paid him. Now watch, there's little Buster, and he can't get a bite to eat. So watch him fight for it. Give me that! <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever saw this, I really felt bad for Buster. He couldn't even... I mean, he was when he came through the door, he was, like, starving. Right. He said, go and eat, Buster. Oh, the three Keatons. This is my favorite yeah. act. Yeah. Michael, Diane, and Buster. And, and it's uh, Tito, Jermaine. Now, this kind of doesn't make sense to me. He's going to, like, swing a basketball, <clears throat> which I think would hurt. Maybe it's not a basketball. But I don't get the setup. Why is it occurring? Is he dressing down well, the singing opera star? He, but, but, 
but is that a thing when when you don't like the opera you throw a, ba a, a guy with the baseball the with the basketball this reminds me of that game we would play at school oh he fell off the table right. Whoa. No, that was by mistake and he hurt oh. I'm the audience, Carl, and I love it. I'm a Bobillion audience member of my, right. of my pal, Carl, and we are in rip-roaring. Well, actually, because the audience laughed so much, every single show that they would do this sketch in, he would on purpose fall from that point forward. Why would Abraham Lincoln make his son fall every show? <laughs> 1904. Yeah, oh, it was only 50 years ago. 16 years later. 16 Later, and they're, they're at the bottom. still at the bottom of the Below barrel. the dogs. Right, they're under the dogs. Uh-oh, oh, it's only the two peepees. But Buster's off to Hollywood. Oh, yeah, I just read that in the newspaper. You know, Standard Act splitting up. Many try Hollywood. They're going to do th that throughout the whole film. They're going to give us plot points that are overarching by newspaper article. Now, listen, I want you to know that's not true at all. No. He, okay. Buster Keaton bumped into Fatty Arbuckle in Manhattan, okay? And that's where they were filming. He worked for um, Arbuckle for like three years before they together moved out to Hollywood. I might be wrong on the time frame there, but I'm saying it just isn't this. This movie has him crashing the gate. You know what I mean? Right. Sneaking yeah. onto the lot and getting discovered. That's a bunch of hooey. You know, this is a very oh. famous studio. Oh, that's very famous. Now, look, here's Buster trying to get in, faking his way in, as if real life is one of his movies. Yeah. And we should mention Donald O'Connor. We, we talked about it before. He's from uh, Singing in the Rain. And uh, he was in Francis the Talking Mule. That's right, where we know we this guy. just saw, yes. Yes. We saw him join the wax, which is wax because he's not even a chick. And that's the joke. <laughs> oh, typical backstage. I did cheap trick for our theme song for that. Oh, you did? Yeah, you'll hear L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's right. Love it. Yeah, we picked the perfect name for our show. Sure, it's about 12 letters. Yeah, we didn't pick it. You didn't pick it. I didn't pick it. The studio gave it to us. The Look, studio. it's a clunker, but you've embraced it. And you said, that's right, bitches. L-W-A-F-L. Yeah, good luck. Good luck well, finding it. It's the internet world. You can't use normal words. You have to have something completely unique. Made that up pre-pandemic. You embrace that pre-pandemic. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm ahead of my time. Oh, I could do better. Now, okay, he does not do a good job. Um, Peter Lorre. Yeah, Peter, Peter Lorre. He's all right. He's on your side. He's not Sydney Green Street. Do you know that song by the Jazz Butcher? Peter Lorre, Peter Lorre, he's all right. He's on your side. He's not. Sydney Green Street from Maltese Falcon. Yeah, from Maltese Falcon, but also nine other films they did together. Sydney uh, Green Street and, and Peter Lorre did nine films total? Uh, the second of the nine films which Lorre and Green Street appeared in together. Yeah. Um, we're talking, we're skipping a bunch of his history, but that's cool. He started. The Maltese Falcon in 41 was the first one with like Humphrey Bogart and Sidney Greenstreet. Sure. And Casablanca's the famous one. He would do nine in total. That's a lot. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was in Casablanca and Maltese Falcon. I'm a, a Maltese Falcon man. I've seen that mm -hmm. movie numerous times, and I've seen Casablanca once, 
at a film class that got upset because I was breathing through my mouth too hard. And they kept looking at me. Now, listen, I got to tell you right now, Casablanca is the good film, and Maltese Falcon is very bad. It's flat. It's very poorly what are written. What talking about? He's yes. a total shithead. Yes. Look, his partner dies. First thing he does is scrape the guy's name off the door. He's done with him. <laughs> and, it's okay. a good movie. No, it it's a good movie. A He's a shit heel. He's a total shit, and he, <laughs> he sells out everybody at the end. It's a great movie. I, I watched Maltese Falcon four times than I watched Casablanca. I know. I know. I think that's backwards, but. Okay, so Buster has now broken into the set, and he is making his rounds. And the first thing he did was he was talking to the casting director, and he didn't know it. And he was talking down to her and being shitty. Oh, no. Now he goes up to the star. So her name is um, Gloria Brent in this movie, okay? By the way, she's still alive today. She's like the only one. Um, And so... He goes, who's the casting director? You know, and they go, Brent, over there, Brent. He thinks it's Mr. Brent. So he will call Gloria Mr. Brent throughout the whole film. Classic. And is that really Cecil B. DeMille? Well, not yet, but we'll see him. Yeah. He's he's going to play himself? He plays himself. He was kind of one of those personality directors, like Hitchcock in the 50s. Like, people knew of him. Otto, even our friend Otto from uh, the Great Gabo, Otto and uh, Eric oh, von yes, Stronheim. Right. People knew him as a celebrity. I guess Orson Welles too. Yes, Orson Welles for sure was a celebrity director, and maybe the bird, uh, the the granddaddy of them. Maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah, he was a showman, you know. So he's gonna, she's gonna say, "Well, I'm the casting director, right?" Right, well, yeah, it turns into, excuse me, Mr. Brent, are you Mr. Brent? Excuse me, Mr. Brent. And he goes, geez, Mr. Brent. He goes, oh, imagine that, an old friend. And he, she happens to be the casting director, you know, because they met a minute ago. I saved Donald. But she doesn't like him. She's not impressed with him. And he goes, she's like, you're, you're too short. Your ears hang too low. Your eyes aren't lined up right. And he's like, this isn't a beauty contest. I'm a comedian. You don't want to be pretty to make someone laugh. I feel, man. I fought. Did you know my resume? I was a vaudevillian. I fought it across the country. Do you think if there was if vaudevillian was current now and just the way we know open micers work, will people be like, "Yeah, man, I'm a road vod. I don't do this like open mic vod shit. I go around the world. I go around the country. I I drive around and I vod everywhere." I'm a vodder. I'm a vodder. What are you? So she's like, "Fine, vaudeville star, make me laugh." So he goes off to do it. Now, Peter Laurie's the director. He plays it very flat. I like his character. I don't mean flat as like he didn't do it right. I mean right. his character's flat. Now, that's Uncle Fester getting put into the pot. Really? Yeah. That's I, know. I saw Steve Coogan, right? Jackie. 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 Uh, Steve Coogan is uh, Alan Partridge. He's the British director. He, he was in uh, Laurel, Stan and Ollie, is, uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, what and Cecil B. DeMille is right above Peter Lorre right now, fucking with the camera. Oh, no shit. Good for him. Uh, I always liked you. You know how they always like, you ever see, uh, man, I'm all over the place, but you've seen Man in the Moon, right? The Andy Kaufman yes. biography. Yes. It's not true. Events are kind of jumbled around. Mm-hmm. And then the worst part is that during the funeral scene, everybody who never showed up at his funeral played themselves at attending the funeral. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
you know, so I'm sure Cecil D. Mill, now he's buddies with Buster Keaton, according to this movie, right? He's very amicable. Right. Yep. Okay, now, so <clears throat> he go, Uncle Fester goes up and he's like, look, something's wrong, Peter Laurie. Nobody's laughing. And he goes, you just play the scene. They'll laugh when it's on screen. And then, then Buster Keaton goes, no, they won't. He goes, who said that? And he calls him over and he goes, oh, we are graced to have an amazing comedian. Right? So he's like, why don't you show me how to do it? He's sarcastically saying, go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. Is he asking him to make me laugh? Yes. No. Okay, oh. so now, once again, audience, none of this fucking shit happened. That's why right. this movie is a curse. Because you will think that you saw, oh yeah, Buster Keaton, you know, he broke into the lot and he did it. They said, yeah, he told, off. He, he told off Sydney Greenstreet's pal. Yeah, it was. DeMille was there. I have to think, you know, there was a film called Wired, the John Belushi movie, which was the seventh movie uh, this podcast did oh, back in the day right. on YouTube and grabbed onto it. It is mm -hmm. not on YouTube. Otherwise, we would rewatch it, Carl. Absolutely. Okay. But one of the things the John Belushi biography does, one of the worst movies of the 80s from 89 is that they didn't have the rights to any of the saturday night live bits so they would have to create their own bits right so for the most part they had the music rights for the blues brothers so most of the time when blue was on snl in the movie like look at this bit this is fucking racist bullshit he never did this shit well it's not because <clears throat> listen not because it's racist Right, and but it's please stupid. don't be woke because this is why we're woke today because of this old bullshit. We shouldn't. Yeah, be right, right. Now look. But, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Tip, finish your story because I'm just going to tell you what's going on in the film. No, go ahead. Tell me what's going on in this film. I just don't think there was ever a movie with Buster Keaton with this scene in it. Um, that's very possible. Now, Buster Keaton. Okay, all I was going to say is that this is the whole make me laugh thing, and he is doing it. So the end of this scene should result in him getting a part or something right but it doesn't, but it doesn't. well because he's an asshole show off and uh, a amateur who does should we get off the lot well this is funny is it it's like watching wire where they make up the some of the sketches they didn't wire reflected john belushi's life so it was uh -huh. a doctor with a groucho marx glasses telling him why'd you take two lines and call me in the morning honk honk <laughs> and it's like you guys don't have any rights to the snl bit so i wonder like and because well, what I was going to say is you're probably right that this never was a real movie or, or something like that. I, I'm betting but, the farm on it. But Keaton was on set and helped them with all reenactment of his old movies. He even put new things in. Oh, so maybe – all right. Well, then I take it back. Now watch. Here's his humiliating defeat. They were just having him on. But meanwhile, he was making them laugh. Oh, you, they spent all this time and energy just to make him look like a fool on the set? Yeah, because it's a movie. The they guy lit a fire on the set? Of his budget, right? He's supposed to be, yeah. <laughs> so now he's embarrassed and he's basically going to leave with his head between his He's He's a pretty skin, skinny guy. I mean, he's what, 97 soaking wet? <laughs> you know, he, he just, this Donald O'Connor does not do a good job. Of yeah, Buster Keaton. His yeah. he does not have the deadpan. Dude, I'm telling you, like all. the worst part is that we have to watch him reenact scenes from the movies. So you're watching again. I'm going to bring up other biographies. Lenny, Dustin Hoffman playing Lenny Bruce, doing full on routines. Their soundtrack mm -hmm. was Lenny Bruce was uh, Buster was uh, 
Les, uh, Dustin Lenny, Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Yeah. So it was Dustin Hoffman as Lenny Bruce. That right. was the soundtrack. Right. So you can listen to him doing Lenny Bruce routines as it. So I don't know. There's there's some people like I saw that new Elvis movie and you know that that guy Austin Taylor whatever his name is Butler yeah. did a fucking fantastic job. I should see it. Yeah, of course you should right. see it, Carl. I think I have sixteen dollars left on my AMC movie card. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Aren't you like wired for the twenty first century? Uh, no, I have Hulu with ads. Right. I have me too. Netflix. I've got, of course, Roku. You turned me on to Tubi, which is pretty good. Pretty good. And, and um, I get Showtime, but it comes for free somehow. I didn't do sign up for that. I had HBO Max pirated for a short time. Yes, keep going. That was fun. They kept scrambling the R-rated movies. It was like nostalgic for you. (laughs) Okay, so now we're getting a surprise. He's been kicked out and humiliated, but Gloria comes along and says, I want you to report on Monday morning. What? So this is real. This was like one of the first times he got noticed by the studio. So now Donald does an okay job. Right of doing everything Buster Keaton did. But the thing is, it's just not special to me because. Yeah. I agree with you. Like that, you see that like fling into the air. It was obvious, I'm acting fling. Whereas Buster Keaton, you just, a fuck up happened, you think as a viewer, you know? Well, he was the master of the deadpan, right? He would fuck up and you would see it on his face that he's not, you know, you could just see it on his face, which is nothing. That literally comes from vaudeville. He used to, he found out that when he would get knocked about on stage and fall and pratfall, you know, he used to think, oh, I got hurt or, whoa, that was fun or something. Then, but he got harder laughs when he kept his face completely still. Like he could, like, like he didn't, he doesn't, like everything's getting past him. He doesn't know what's going on. So he, that's how yeah. that was born. It's remarkable, man. Like we'll, we're more than willing as a civilization to laugh at someone slipping. But the reason is because we look in their face and we see ourselves. Yes. It, this could totally happen to us. Yes. So that's where it come up, his deadpan came about. If you just act like, what the fuck? Like he, <laughs> like he just, he's a little bit dumb. It kind of like it's going too quick for him. We, we've watched a few of his movies. And of course, yeah. I infamously uh, refer to him as Harold Lloyd because I like the movie so much. I didn't give, him, I didn't give Buster Keaton the credit. Uh, but well, the general was fabulous. General, yeah, it's an amazing. Like it's everything you want to see in an action film, action yeah, comedy. Yeah. And um, um, well, that's all I wanted to say about it. Yeah. Oh, the preview cards, Carl. This is this is still happens today here in Hollywood. Oh, today it's Yelp. Look, hey, I gotta turn I'll off the. Uh, I gotta turn off the studio oven. I'll be right back. Okay. Damn it! Damn it! Uh, okay, on the left, if you're old like me, you'll see that Tom is sitting there, and Tom is Oscar Goldman from from the Six Million Dollar Man. Later, and the Bionic Woman, but we all know that was a spinoff. That was like Superdog. Buzz, bring Mr. Keaton in here. Now, Tom and Gloria will go on to have a romance like Tom is the competing love interest against Buster. 
Ah, uh, you want to see me, Mr. Uh... Larry what? Larry what? Oh, Carl. Big ball. Larry Carl. Winters. You want wonderful audience? I know you can't see, but he just showed me some sort of casserole fresh out of the oven. Mutiny radio oven. <clears throat> okay, so anyway, right now they're like, they don't say people liked you, but it's pretty obvious that he's there. They're not so saying what? that people liked him, but it's pretty obvious he's there because people liked him. So they're offering him some rinky-dink little start-out thing. So he's, and then we could talk about it in two or three years. And two so, three years. so is this like a short, like a 20-minute uh, or No, he, he did well in the film. He performed well. So they're giving him, okay, you could do more of the same. And he goes, great, I can direct. They go, no, Buster, no. you cannot direct. And he goes, we'll talk about that in two or three years. And he goes, fine, we'll talk about it in two or three years. And leaves. So Gloria will go after him. What the fuck you doing, man? Can I, I want all artistic control. Sure. In three years. Okay. Okay, see you then. <laughs> As it happens. I don't know. I don't think so. You know? I mean, where's Fatty Arbuckle? You know, he's coming up the ranks. They don't, he, would, he didn't go and shoot one thing, and then they read cards and offered him something. This is all a lie. Why yeah. would Sidney do that? Listen, Sidney is good. Sidney Sheldon. He would go on to do uh, the Patty Duke show, I Dream a Genie. He made yeah. a heart to heart. He made a, uh, he got, he was a broad, he did six Broadway plays. Um, and he, he got an Oscar for something he wrote. It's called The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. I have no idea. Anything oh, I think I saw it. that one. 47. I don't know. with Debbie Reynolds, was it? Or something else. Um, <clears throat> that's not in front of me right now. All right. Well, no worries. No, but actually, I'm thinking of a different director. Oh, okay. Now, what weird thing happened is when he was done with directing, he started writing romance novels. And he was See, a fucking man. Because doesn't that name ring a bell? Yes. Because whether it's the romance novels I read or the I Love and I Dream of Genie reruns I watch. Now, right now, you will you'll be like, Buster, you're crazy. You're giving it all away. And then Larry will come out of his office and say, come here, you. Hello, Hello. Larry. Right. Uh, oh. she, goes, she goes, you can go back to vaudeville. And he goes, I don't need to. I just became a movie star. And he walks in. Of course, I'm doing the voice much better than Donald O'Connor ever did. He has a, well, in his talkies. Oh. Yeah. It sounds like they deflated a punching bag and then they left the punching bag in the garage you and just, then they dragged it out for the You for just the movie. never heard him from the start, right? If the first right. time you ever saw Buster Keaton, he was doing the same pantomime, but it was a talkie. You know, if you knew his voice, you would have accepted it. You, Ouch. It's like when you see the radio star's face, you're like, ew. Right, I Michael Savage. Well, that was a great thing about Howard Stern, and he made no bones about it. He went ahead and like uh, got yeah. contact lenses, and he shaved that yeah. mustache, and he grew yeah. out his hair originally. Or maybe he just had the extensions to begin with. Tried to look like a rock star. Okay, so here we have our movie star. Yes. And she knows that Buster Keaton is a rising star, so she's waiting for Buster That's Keaton what she to said. come and ask her out. Hello. Now, this person is fake, of course, but they're sort of like an amalgamation of a bunch of people. Um, <clears throat> where is it? Where is it? Where is it? 
He was how many times was Buster really married? Three. The last one one was the real one. The last one was somebody who really loved him and he loved her. Um, The character of Peggy Courtney, that's her name, Peggy, and she's going out to dinner with Buster. And Buster will be like low class and he'll get embarrassed. Um, He's a veiled reference to Buster Keaton's mother-in-law, Margaret Talmadge, who was known as Peg. That's the second wife who like took the kids. The character... Uh, he's a com- this character is a composite of Norma Talmadge, May Murray, who he's married to, and Gloria Swanson. Now, really, why, yes, but why make one? Why not just tell the Buster Keaton story? You know, there's really a good story there if they would just tell it. When the kid was in vaudeville, he one time a tornado came and swept him away. He got locked in a trunk and he almost uh, suffocated. That would be awesome to watch. <laughs> there are movie plot points, you know what I mean? Like things yeah. to watch in the real life story. He was in a sanitarium for drinking. He didn't just hang out in his house like this movie does, you know? There's, and his story was, he was really talented, you know? He meets Fatty Arbuckle. Couldn't you see a great movie? Say, kid, yeah. why don't you come up, you know, I'll hey. be your protege. I'm driving up to San Francisco. You want to come? Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. I'll split the gas with you. <laughs> Sorry, you're too fat, Artie. He had a weird card, Fatty Arbuckle. Hey, isn't that so-and-so? Oh, he's, yeah, no, oh, he's oh, no, he's class, class, low class. Right, they really don't know him yet. He's sort of like a rising star. Look at her face. Look well, at her he's face. eating like he's a, a poor Vavillian child. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's how he came up. Now, this woman here... Um, she was the queen of Technicolor because she oh. photographed so well in it. Um, she She's terrific in this films. movie. Yes. I mean, yeah, and glamorous. I mean, you can't, I can't copy that look. Now, she, well, yeah, she was super glamorous and really big in the 40s and 50s. And she got married six times. All right. Yeah, I put Spustard. And, and yeah. she only had one kid out of six guys buster had a couple kids right uh yeah buster had two kids i'm not i don't know everything in the world about buster i've seen no buster. worries no I've worries That's, this is it's a big step because when you have a, a hollywood uh hagography yeah. where they embellish and they combine and you know follows a formula and i can even, do the same thing yeah and it also is a celebration of itself it's hollywood so it's yes. a hollywood movie about hollywood so exactly. I understand the, the trap and the allure, but. Uh, yeah, you know, Buster Keaton had six toes on one foot. He had six toes. Yeah, I made that You need up. to know that. I made that up. Made it up. <laughs> oh, all right. So Buster I you. Keaton would wipe. When he would wipe, he would go back to front. Look at this. He got a private table, Carl. He knows well, he's not going into another <laughs> restaurant and make them laugh at him. Right. What? <laughs> he's hiding because he doesn't no, he's got a fork. He's, he's taking mouth, her right? to a place that he knows really well. It's a place uh, he drinks at. And so they know him there. And he, bar. like, gave him a couple extra bucks to – it's like he had a failed date with uh, Peggy. So now he went and got Gloria and said, all right, come on. All right, I'll take you out. Yeah, come on. I know a good one. Let's get some real pork chops. Fuck yeah. this. That's Two right. billion yeah. flop house pe- uh, power pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> right away, Mr. Keaton. 
Listen, listen, I want to meet the, the matron who's going to be cooking these pork chops because if she isn't from the orphanage down the, the Vaudevillian orphanage down the street, I ain't either. Now, also get, that yeah. Peggy, right? Her six husbands, I think she just was a young because she's got the first one two years, the second one two years, the third one two years. I mean, that sounds like having a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Right. And then the next one, six full years, and then 24 years and 14 years, and those two guys die. What a great life. Well, I'm saying, like, I think she was just young, and oh, instead and of married. having a boyfriend, she'd get yeah. married. Well, you know, no sex before marriage. <laughs> I don't know her personally. I don't know the story. I just happen to say that well, out loud. With her having only one child, it might have been no sex after marriage, too. Right. <laughs> you writing that down? I'm going to do that at the open mic. No, not about her, but how about this? I'll do this at the open mic. Uh, they say no sex before marriage. Well, let me tell you something. No sex after marriage. That's uh, the, okay, that's the punch. I could do yeah. it. I could figure it out. I'd have to enhance yeah. it. You also have to be, it's got to be like that, uh, you know, the angry uh, guy. Uh, I'm so sexually frustrated. No sex before marriage and no sex after marriage. Ah. Ah. You know, people will probably see it parading down Broadway when you say, and no sex. So you'd have to change the last words. So after marriage, it would be. <coughs> oh, no sex. No sex after. I mean, you could go the. All right. I'm sorry, Carl. I'm oh, trying yes. to workshop. Oh. I don't want to sound like a misogynist when I do like jokes like this, but it's, it's really hard not to sound like it. Oh, a fancy pork chop for you. Here you go, Buster. Pork chop special. Mama says hello. <laughs> we just killed this pig out back. Out back. It's a squirrel. You know the score. Now, Buster Keaton was the technical advisor to this film, but that doesn't mean he helped write the story at all. And he was a little bit oblivious to it. He was just there the days they were doing uh, filming. But and this, this scene right of, here. Right. This is called The Criminal. And Buster Keaton, in real life, in this movie right now, will be one of the cops. Like, one of the cops got sick and he was on set. He goes, I'll do it. Oh, wow. It's, it's very hard for me to tell. Once again, Donald O'Connor does his job. Okay, and he does reenact and everything, and the jerky herky, you know, and he does the stunts like this. Like, you see how he we went, oh, shucks, like that. Buster would have done that, you would have believed it, you know, right. you don't believe it from him, but he still, he does his job. Did you ever see Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr.? Is this no, I saw it, but I don't recall it. I think yeah. I was more surprised than jacket on. With the uh, and the, that's I think it's funny, but it's just I just know that the Buster Keaton one I never saw this one. You think it's a good job? That, I mean, I think it's a good job of uh, him reenacting. Yes, it, it's respectful to the man's art. You know, now look how he gets hurt here. I don't think it's a stunt man. Oh, you think it's him? I don't know. That's there a pretty he stupid is. Stunt. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Oh, Keaton Cops. These guys, yeah, Buster Keaton now. Try to help me find which one. one. There, are you my daddy? I mean, the Buster Keaton. <laughs> now this is really weird. He's gonna jump into that woman's stomach. Watch this. This is so bizarre. Oh, was you it did ever see this film. You did see this film. 
I listened to this film while doing the uh, making dinner. Boom! Disappeared. Yeah. Look, nothing behind that wall either. Also, I think that's a dude. It's just right. funny. Okay, uh, here comes a Buster Keaton. I don't know. One of these. Now, I have a suspicion about which one at the very ending of this segment. See how good that was? But is it necessary for us to watch this in a movie house? A reenactment of his greatest hits? Uh, no, I do not think so. Uh, oh, hey, did you ever see the Chuck Barris Kong Show docu- uh, yes. biopic? Yes. Uh, the one George Clooney directed? I didn't know that. I, I know the actor, and you'd know his face. Yes, Sam Rockwell. Keaton. Look for Keaton. Okay. Okay. Not him. Not him. One him? scene, and I think Keaton is the officer all the way to the right on screen. I'll, I'll tell you when we get there. Sure. Well, I'll talk about Chuck Barris and the Confessions of a Dangerous uh, Mind. It was, it was good. Yeah. It was based on his biography where he said he was a spy. And right. I think it was because he was he wanted to add some, you know, and he played it straight. And they played it straight in the movie. And it was good, you know. And it gave a little depth to, instead of just reenacting it. There's a certain angle that was, was based on him. his own film. His own film. Okay, now wait, wait. Here's the scene. You help me now. All right. On screen, the rightmost cop. <clears throat> I think, that, okay. He'll, right. You see on the right there, the darker curtain? Yes. Look there. I think okay. it's Buster Keaton. There right there? Is. Yeah, there he is. You can tell by his face. Yeah, look at him, this posture. But it's still a question mark. I, I He's the one that's most Keaton-esque. Uh, life is too short. I'm going to say it's him. Yeah, me too. Oh, you got the banana after it's all. It's mini banana. Burp, thank burp, you, burp, real burp, Buster burp. Keaton. No, thank you, Donald. We are talking over the <laughs> I, I listened to this while doing dishes, so I know the music that they play is worse than anything I've heard on Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes had at least a sense of humor to it. Little subtle nods here and there. But this is like full-on rips of song. If you're tired, the go to sleep music plays. and When he wakes up, Greenlands or whatever. Happy days are here again, kind of songs when it's yeah. good times. The whole orchestra plays, which I don't get. It's a silent movie, so if he made it, it wouldn't have a soundtrack to it. Now we're getting a fake story about the parents. That the parents, uh, like he tried to offer them a summer home in Michigan. I don't know. Listen, One of those new fancy. If you want to know the Buster Keaton story? Don't watch this film. Watch a documentary. It, yeah. If you want to watch this film, go ahead. But just think it's the, the man who, the rise and fall of the Hollywood star movie. Because this is not Buster Keaton's life. Doesn't it kind of feel that way? Because he is a silent movie star, mega star. And now as the years go by, Al Jolson. Wait, do we get to the part where the, I, I did see the scene where the variety says, Al Jolson says his next film will talk. Right. You see that? And yeah. then you see a marquee with Al Jolson all talking. Now, the film wasn't all talking, and they never advertised it that way. It was just another thing for this film's plot. This film claims that the talkies killed Keaton's career. But this but could be any he, Hollywood icon, any Hollywood silent right. movie star. Yeah. That's what this movie is, the Hollywood rise and fall guy. Of, But in real life, he signed a contract in which he was now a member of the uh, studio system. And he didn't have any creative control. He couldn't make up things on the fly. He lost. They said, this is the next movie you're doing, Buster. It, you know, 
He would be under other directors. That's the real story. And this is weird because he goes and he gets Gloria as if like he loves her or something. Like, come on, girly. And then he brings her to this house to say, this is the house I'm going to try to marry Peggy for. You know, Peggy and I will live here. So this is this is his own estate, right? Like, this is what he bought. Well, like, he just bought it, like, today. You know? It's him being crazy. You could tell he bought it today because MTV Cribs is waiting to film him. Come <laughs> on in, welcome. Hey, I just moved in. So there's only a couple bottles of uh, milk in the fridge. Look how they built it on a train track, dummy. Well, Harold Lloyd, who, of course, I get mixed up, uh, had his own estate, and it was called Green Acres, <laughs> uh-huh. which I think it was sold eventually after okay. his passing. But uh, it was a fancy-smancy, you know, and he would have publicity, holiday. You know, they would all have their Christmas photos in their house, the lavish house. Right. Very nice. And parties. Like Fatty Arbuckle's party, right? Well, and that was in a hotel. hotel. It wasn't in his own house. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. 40 gallons of booze. Yeah. If you believe. You got some jazz music in the background. Well, right now we got that. Go ahead, play it. Right now we got that happy chipper music. Like everything's going my way. Sorry, I've been so gregarious this episode. Ah, He just played four notes. Do, 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 do. Uh, five notes, six. Six. No, I can't six. play a note. It's Happy music. Possible. It does. It's like the, the I'm just being in dreamland for this music. Now, he's going to drop the bomb on her that he's going to try to ask Pe- Peggy to marry him. So let's see if the music changes. Yeah. Da-da. You could have been number seven. It's scary emotions. Scary. Uh, but love will... I'm going to ask Peggy to marry you. So the music just saccharates this movie. A lone violin wailing against the backdrop of clarinet. Let's have a drink. Now there's Oscar Goldman of Steve Million, Six Million Dollar Man. Yes. Still looking the same. Yes. Even though it's the 50s. Even though, well, no, he looks older in the 70s. He does. He's got these glasses on. He was the Shell Answer Man. That was his corporate thing all his life. He was born in New Jersey. Take that, bitches. Oh, shit. How do you like me now? We We got Oscar Goldman. Yeah, it was. You know, you were making fun of New Jersey, but did you know the Shell Answer Man is from New Jersey? Yes, he is. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm really sorry. I take back my comment about your trash. Now, Gloria is totally in love with Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton's like, I'm marrying Peggy. Isn't that but great? She was friend? not even. She was she really in love with him? I guess we just saw her. Liz, look at her face. Well, wait. Listen to the music. <laughs> yeah, because it's goodbye. The studio is shipping her off to Europe? Well, okay. She goes and says, I quit. And, oh. and she goes, why, why, why are you quitting? He goes, like, 
I don't know how he finds out. You know, he just knows it's about, he goes, I don't have much experience with the heart, Gloria, but if you want to talk, I will listen. He says, I'm going to Europe. I need a change. And he goes, if you're going to Europe, go for the studio. Bring back the next Valentino. <laughs> so she's not fired. Now look, Peggy yes. shows up with the Duke of blah, blah, blah. Hiya, Duke, says the closed captioning. Is it Bul Bulgaria? Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Bulgarian. Goes, Thanks for bringing my girl to the party. And rushes off with her. What? Hey, he goes, do not pass go, he says. Do not click $200. I am going to marry, yeah, the Monopoly dude. Did he have a monocle? No, nor did he have oh, a mustache. Okay. But I could hear a top hat, so I had to say something. Because we saw Gabo with the monocle, and then we saw another one after. Um, we saw we Keaton saw, with the monocle. Yeah, Keaton. Well, he didn't have the monocle. Bi biacle. Biacle. He had his full-on glasses without the little ear thing. So it would be on the bridge of his nose, and he'd squeeze an eye. He'd squint. Right. It would balance on the tip of his nose, on the uh, crown of his nose, and it was balanced by two pieces of felt that was uh -huh. off the side of it. Yeah, that would hang down all the time. Now, that was 1929, and that's just the it was a real thing you might see a guy with, you know? That's so <laughs> weird. There's, but I'm sure, like, if they saw, you know, they went into the future and Flava Flav has got the watch, and, you know, I don't know, we've got the phone with uh, right. you know, ear pods or something. There, there's some plenty of selling this. I mean, he is a Duke, and he you should always address a Duke. Oh, Hi, a Duke. Duke, and she's a fuck, fuckus. Fuck, fuck she's a, How do you say uh, it? How do you pronounce it? Duchess. Fuckus. Duke and Duchess. But she, she fucks the Duke, right? Oh, so she's a she's fuckus? A, yeah, she's fuckus a fuckus of York? Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? I never heard that one. New oh, Keaton what's film. the headline? That's half the headline. It says, it's not a laugh riot. But they cut that part. Oh, he scores Coke again in new action comedy. <laughs> You know, it wasn't a drinking Oh, no. The caption turned it, the photo turned into the scene. Okay, now, this let's is crank up some music. funny. Just because you get a surprise. He doesn't drown. You, you, you didn't. You oh, right. There you go. There you go. You probably just heard the. Wop, 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 wow. Yeah, right. You hear the laughing music. Again, Bugs Bunny isn't this heavy handed. See, the, the, the headline said the general. Oh, right, but there's no general scene. There's a Nanook of the North. Oh, Carl, good news. Nanook of the North is on Plex, a free streaming <laughs> service. Yes, the historically inaccurate. Wait, oh, shit, what's going on? I'm buffering, Carl. Ice fishing. This is the called the Frozen No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm buffering here. Oh, sorry about that. Now, Buster Keaton is on set right this moment telling right. him how to do it and everything. Okay, so I'll let you know what time I'm at once you get better. Yeah. But for the audience, I'm just going. I'm not pausing or something. No, I, I agree. Keep going. Buster Keaton in college! Another movie! Now we're going to get it again. We're just going to see him reenact one of his movies. And I just like that the real-life Buster Keaton was on set advising them. Yeah, well, I mean, those movies were classic. College was great. And uh, so I'm glad that he gets to uh, at least, you know, I, I mean, he's getting money off it too. All right, go, just tell me what number you are and I'll catch up real fast. He was at, he added his own new jokes too. 
Okay, it's 43 minutes and 17, 18, okay. 19. I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm buffering, but I'll, I'll catch up. Wait, wait, you just said you were there. And right, now because it was I'm playing. Buffering. So well, I did, all right, minute? let me try. I'm going to do it. Okay. What's your minute? I don't know. It's a black screen. It's not popping up for me. Ah, well, again. he's flipping. He's at an ice cream. He's got like a soda jerk thing and an ice cream shake thing. And it's day one on the job for him. So he's Carl, I'm switching systems. Pantomime fuck ups. All right. I'm switching from PlayStation to YouTube on the I got to tell you, Mutiny Radio's got a budget, man. It really has great equipment. It has an oven. By the way, station manager Pam Benjamin really pissed off that I could bake something in the studio that had zero milligrams THC. (laughs) What are you? Is it 30, 60, is it 100? I'm like, zero. She's like, what? One time in Mutiny Radio, I made made fish in the microwave. Oh, Pam was pissed. pissed. She was pissed. She was complaining about that. Three days of fish smell. I said, Pam, I know, I get it. It was like fish smell everywhere. It was like two years ago. <laughs> Still talks about it. You cooking fish? Uh, that was a classic. The- Laurel, did you burn popcorn? Damn it! She she bakes fantastic. She's a great chef uh, food, but and and you know non medicinal food too, like regular edible human food. Uh, <laughs> just a great great uh, baker and uh, she Damn has barbecues. Damn Benjamin. All right, I'm going. Keep going, Carl. I'm going to catch up with you, my friend. Did I tell you what time I'm at, or it's not time? Just, yet? just keep let the audience know what's going on, and I'll catch up to you once <laughs> I, oh, I can. Okay, another headline about a smash hit. Keaton smash hit. Now he's going to go in and start talking money, and they're going to. He's like, I want half the profits, and they're like, the fuck, man, are you fucking crazy? He goes, other people get half the profits. He goes, yeah, because they put in half the money. He goes, okay. I'll mortgage my house and I'll put in half the money. And he goes, all right, we'll do half the profits. And then they get out like a yellow legal pad and write down some legal bullshit. They're and in that profit. guy comes, the lawyer guy. That's uh, how business works. All right, yeah. where are you, Carl? <clears throat> Jersey. Uh, it's 45 minutes and 50, sorry, 54, 55, 56, 57, 8, now I'm coming up on 46 okay. minutes. I'm with tonight. you. I'm right with you. I'm right with you. He'll yeah, mortgage the Taj Mahal. Is, no. he, is it a state called Taj Mahal? No, you're not with me. I am with you. He's shaking hands. Yes. 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 I'm back. I'm back in the okay. game. You two can't co- uh, cover me, you know, can't suppress me. They can't step on me. Listen, okay. this guy yeah, acknowledges. Goldman's now writing down an official legal document. The yellow paper. Legal, official legal document. Take Buster's money. There we go. This is the scene I saw. I was, I, from... make talkies. Oh, no, the end is near. It's Jolson to make talkies. Is it, that's the classic variety. See, at least this one uses the lingo. Picks. You know what I mean? Like, it's usually like, yeah, he wows with talkies. You know, it's like. I don't know. It seems like a very bland variety of headlines. Not up to their usual puns. Yeah, that's right. Well, it wasn't the New York Post. Well, the New York Post got it from them, right? Because they would say pick sinks. Yes, you know. they did get it from the, them. Yeah. Um. Okay. 
so Gloria's back from Europe. And she's like, thanks. Thanks for the cure. I could give a shit about that, Buster Keaton. Right. In fact, I'm going to marry Tom. Or, Tom, or maybe the, the, that Duke What's that? Duke Tom, right? No. <clears throat> That's Peggy, Miss oh. Glamorous. <clears throat> this is Gloria, the love interest of both Tom and the Buster. The casting Keaton. director. Exactly. Mr. Casting Director. Uh, Careful, I'm breakable. <laughs> Francis, it's great to see. I mean, Peggy, it's great to see you. Sorry, I thought you were Francis Gloria, for a second. Gloria. Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. Sorry. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. What a boyfriend. Oh, oh, Gloria. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. What a great right. What a boyfriend. Did you just mistake me for Francis the talking mule? <laughs> <laughs> um. So now she announces she's going to marry Tom. And Buster Keaton hurt by that but not terribly so he's like come on out and see the movie we're releasing and our big releases tonight then we'll go down the town look well, oh, bring Tom, Tom. Right? yeah that's marbles oh i say that all the time marvelous not, marvelous not, no that's total marv it's not marbles oh that's great that's great that's marbles that's marbles <laughs> marvelous oh marble marble top marble top Oh, this is the mustard top. Marvel, marvel, marvel. This I marble top. Oh, the dreidel song. Speaking of that. Oh, let's hear some music. Speaking of dreidel song. Oh, this is where they drive around the theaters, right? Okay. So yeah, here it is. No, they're going to pass the New sensation. He's going to think it's him and go, what a crowd. What a crowd. No, but he doesn't say just a crowd. He says, they're waiting my, that, for that new pantomime. That pantomime audience is huge. Uh, yeah, that's right. They're all talking picture, which is not true, Carl, right? No, it was not true. The whole, yeah. it was, mammy. That was the, the yeah. uh, talking part. Right. Again, as you were saying, we are, uh, movies uh, have evolved, but don't forget, we evolved. The technology of talking films started. With Mammy, so. yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay, you're saying that because of blackface, and of right. course, that is well, the and, and big also, yeah. trigger. That is the big well, you know, trigger. It's well, I'm Jewish too, so don't don't get me wrong. It's a story about a, a rabbi's son who decides not to be a cantor, uh, and he decides to do minstrel shows. So, um, the thing is, on its own, without any politics around it, right. I see that and think of it as horrific. Because what it means is they thought all black people were of a dumbness, of a certain way, of a stupid. People you know, would pay to see that. And they like were. It was a business. No, but I'm saying like it shows that the, the zeitgeist of the time was incorrectly thinking about a whole group of people as right. wrongly. Okay, without all the politics, it sucks. You don't need the extra. You're canceled, and I don't know all that extra I stuff. I know, I know. I mean, it's, not the, it's horrible on its own. So anyway, he's running out of money, so he's like, "The cook is quitting," and he goes, "Why? She doesn't like the food." Ha ha ha. And so the butler's he goes, "I'll sell a painting." And oh, pay he you. is look, he's so out of sorts. He doesn't even have a coffee table. Yeah, that's right. Because he doesn't have coffee as a booze table. Oh right. So, is the organ gone too? Oh, I never played a note. Nice. 
Guess I'll never play a note. I don't, I never played a seven note. He heard the repo men. They tried to sneak out last night with the organ. <laughs> you wake up, Buster. Stay there. Stay there. Who goes? Who goes it was Stan there? and Ollie who took the uh, organ away. They went down the staircase. They went up the staircase with the piano. It was hysterical. Uh, what do you mean put in a dime? Ring, 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 I'm not, ring. Like he's so broke, the operator says, please insert 10 cents. <laughs> the payphone has not been invented yet, darling. I'm coming right over. So he's like, okay. He calls up Larry and he's like, all right, I'll do it. And now Peter Laurie, the guy who dumped water on him, hates him. You know, even though he was a huge star, it doesn't matter. He's at, He's fallen to the ground now. He's doing a part in a talkie. This is like Wired. It's not a real person, right? It's a in the Hollywood tradition about Hollywood movies biographies. He's a, is he a real director or is he like a made up director? He's a made up director. Yeah. Cecil B. DeMille was a real director, and he got his cameo in. Yeah, that's all it was—a cameo. He goes, "This, Mister Brankington, is the microphone." He's got his cigarette. That's your Peter Lorre. Yeah. You silent people have such trouble with the microphone. Oh, he'll rot. I can't do it. I, I love his voice. Here, let me, uh, now that I got back in the game. Use valve with clear speech to bridge you into one about your mother-in-law traveling and eliminate all of them in the session. Okay, this is going to be a take. Okay, it's going to be a take. You're right. He definitely downplays it. And Rolam, see, I'm going to ask you to turn it up again when he talks about the microphone because he'll go back to it over and over. That was bad for you. That was a brain. Does that sound like Does he have a deadpan? He does have that wilting voice he really did have in the silence. No, and then it talking. sounds like him in Singing in the Rain. It sounds like him in the movie we saw. It's, it's... Hang on. <laughs> he keeps rubbing that in. Look, he takes, he takes his hat away, his signature hat away. Yeah, his signature hat. Wait. Throws it on the ground. Ah, oh, humanity. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the humility. Of his, her, Heaton's career and all the humanity. Oh. That was New Jersey. New Jersey made the Hindenburg crash, bitches. That's we got right. the Hindenburg, bitches. It was Carl from Aquatine. We got war to worlds, bitches. That's right. Jersey was invaded first. The Martians were like, where are we going to go? Jersey, bitch. Jersey. Rehabilitated, rehabilitated. So he he has a hard time saying this one word, and he'll fucking drink because of it, and then after freak out because of it. Is what he gonna drink on set? Uh, it was so hard to watch him do this. Oh, cathartic, cathartic, cringeworthy. It's cringeworthy. Yeah. If it was acted a little better, though, 
Well, you're right. Donald O'Connor is doing an acting actor actor job. Yeah, he's that, you know yeah. he's as professional as you can get. It's just not. It's not necessarily like his acting is bad, but the idea to do a film like this is bad. You yeah, know, he's the just the professional they got this. in to do it. Yeah. Now, after this film, he was no longer a leading man in anything ever again. He would be supporting roles from this point forward. Well, we watched one of his uh, six films he did with Francis the Talking Mule. We watched yes. Francis Joins the Wax, the women's right. auxiliary uh, corporate. Oh, wait. Why women's... before we met your mommy? L-W-L-F-M. O-I-T. <laughs> he goes, okay, reload. So Buster Keaton goes, all right, I'm going to reload. Go, 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 go. Oh, he is drinking on the job. Yep. Going to Eric Bogosian and Larry Sanders. Imagine that. You could buy your liquor and it had a popped cork, like a wine cork. Sure. I'm sure you could just refill it there. Go, or no, go, you go, throw go, it over. Ah, Buster, no drinking the job. Yeah, he goes, you're up next, Mr. Drinking. I mean, Mr. Keaton. I loved you in Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Michael Keaton, Buster Keaton. You heard my three Keaton joke up front, right? It no, was Michael, no. Diane, and, oh. and, and Buster. Now, who's Diane Keaton? Should I know that actress? Yeah, Annie Hall. Oh, Annie Hall was... um. Uh, yeah, with? With, I guess, Keaton. I, what, oh, uh, Palms? Oh, Diane Keaton, who was... Oh, of course. Uh, she always wears the turtlenecks, and she's like... Yeah, they always wear the turtlenecks. movies. Didn't you see Palms? She was in New York City. It was a movie shot in Georgia, and she uh -huh. was old and lived in New York City. It says, yeah, New York City. It started off with New York City. You know exactly the shots I'm talking about, right? Right. And she lives in, like, Greenwich Village, so you know the scene. And then she goes to Georgia to a retirement home. Okay. And then it's all, like, Georgia. And that's where the industry is anyway. But she joins the pom-pom uh, squad, and she gets a, she ha enjoys her life again. Uh, is that for, like, football? What's the pom-pom squad? You know, like a cheerleading competition. Okay. Yeah, but they're old. That's the gag. They're retirement home cheerleaders. That's good. Is it yeah. something I should see? No, not at all. I just <laughs> – I stopped at a certain point. I thought it was fine. I mean, everyone was professional, and God bless – you know, the Georgia film industry must be a beast. You got to keep feeding it production. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, made in Georgia, that's like a new thing. It's like they're, yeah. they're like fudged with the tax rules. It's like if we go to Georgia, we can make money on this film. I have to say there's a film called Vacation Friends, I guess. It's on uh, Hulu. It's an original movie. It's really funny. And the half of it, they're in Georgia, and they go to every single Waffle House in <laughs> Athens looking for them. I mean, the, like, the actual the yeah, waffle. the actual Waffle Houses. Have you been in there? I've been to a Waffle House in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good experience. Okay, so now they're about to get married, and Gloria finds out Buster Keaton is in jail. He has had a speakeasy and had a big fucking fight. He didn't even know his name or where he was. He got locked up. So now Oscar Goldman is like, "I'll send someone." To <laughs> Oscar Goldman. He goes, "No." I, he goes, I don't want you to get involved. She goes, I am involved. I'm involved. I'll goes, do fuck? Austin, Austin Gold, uh, Goldman from Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. It's my responsibility. I'll go. Boy, oy, 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 oy. 
We could re he they could rebuild him. Look with your eye. They're in the other room. Thanks, Steve. Uh, we'll we'll take five dollars off credit for that one. Well, how much do I still owe the government? He goes and gets Buster. Now it's the morning, and what we're going to find out is last night Buster Keaton married Gloria the night she was supposed to marry Tom. What? Yeah, that's right. I now, didn't, this know, really I didn't hear this part. What's that? I must have not heard that part when I was doing dishes because. Yeah, I don't know if, I mean, this is hour 20 hours, this is 91 minutes. That's a lot of dishes, dude. Well, I was preparing, uh, you know, I, I got to clean up the, the mini radio kitchen uh, for the next person. I know, Pam gets so furious. You got to well, clean up after yourself. Or she she's will. a perfectionist when it comes oh, to the yeah. kitchen. You got to keep it clean so you can bake. She ran in, she said, Carl, I can't do her voice. That's yeah. That sounds like Pam. <laughs> well, I said, do, do Peter, Pam. I'm cleaning up now. Do Pam is Pe uh, Peter Laurie. Carl. <laughs> the kitchen is all dirty. Do you know this is a, called a kitchen, and the kitchen is very dirty. This... Some dude named Carl's up next. Here, I let this sink it? in. Clean the sink. Oh, okay, so he's now, like reenacting, like he's discovered. Well, and then I did this, huh? No, no, no. She's doing it. I don't remember oh. that. He's saying, oh. she goes, Why aren't you supposed to marry? I did get married. Why aren't you with your husband? I am with my husband. And then he goes, I need a drink. <laughs> oh, no. It's so simple, life. He goes, I have a cut here. There must have been a fight. The cop said there was. I don't remember that. This is where they should do the hangover part one, where he goes through Las Vegas to kind of discover what his last night was. He, go, he goes, I'll get a drink. And she goes, I'll get it. And he'll get, he gets, yeah. he gets the coffee. And he's like, but you know that's not what I meant. Look, 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 good. Wink. Wig. Whoop. There Whoop. it is. That's it. With that first gulp, uh, you're like, ah, the day has started. That's now I could talk. Now, yeah, right. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee in Kahlua. <laughs> and Kahlua. Yeah, there's so the egg Kahlua. One time the family went to Florida and I was alone and um, I had like a week. And so I drank like every, I would, I would do my job and the day would be over and I would go to some open mic or something. I would drink to excess, you know, yeah. Just like one drink too much. I, I'm not a crazy person, but I, like my family's gone. After three days of it, I didn't like how I felt. I felt weak. You know, there was something like it wasn't a hangover because it was always vodka. But I mean, I started feeling physically like my muscles were achy. I could never be an alcoholic. I couldn't handle it. Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you uh, drink alone? No, I would like go to open mics or something, gotcha. you know, and or I'd be with Anthony Quinn or something. I think I'm going back before his time, though. I don't remember. 
it was they were gone for a week and i was like license to ill and then after three days i was like uh you know what i i i don't need to exercise my right to party (laughs) right totally well good thanks for being so candid and also it's good it's good uh mic form not to be wasted (laughs) well i mean i stayed sober for like two days or three days or something. And then, you know, I just had a regular night, but I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So now, so now they're married and it's like, um, so where's Buster? Oh, he went out for, to get up the newspaper. When will he be back soon? I don't know. That was three days ago. Really? So now she's overhearing him coming home. Good night, Buster. Hiccup, a car pulls off. Now we have a weird scene in which he's going to, like, try to pick a fight. Like, he's bored. He's got nothing to do. He's, he's gonna working, right? Slack. She's paying his, their bills. She's signing he's checks doing. right now with a quill. Yeah, go ahead, listen. All right. And by the end of the scene, she's talked him into calling up Larry to get a bit part in one of the movies. Snap. She has some European travel money. Right. That's right. I'm going to the track. She's like, fine. She's like, is everything I say fine? She goes, you can't pick a fight with me. I'm not fighting. Blazer for talking actors. No, really? Blazer for talking actors. Pantomime. Are there any pantomime plays? All stage description? I'm a a palindrome actor. Palindrome. Any any places that begin and end with Madame on Madame? There's some cue cards on the top shelf. What, what are they? Not cue cards. Uh, do you call them placards? Oh, placards. Placards. Why do you keep saying that? Placards. Well, placards. Because I don't know how to pronounce it. I never heard it out loud. What? Do you ever get on a plane? I get on a plane, yes. Well, Where so do I see a placard smoking. on a plane? Do not tamper with the smoking signs and placards. Those are the non-smoking signs. <laughs> All right, never mind. You don't need to name them. They already have a name. They're the no-smoking signs. You want to go to the track with me? I don't go to the track. I don't like it much either. Then why do you go? Well, the afternoons get pretty long. Listen, it's a sure thing. The horse is called a sure thing. <laughs> oh, no, I got a sure thing. It says right here in the program. The, 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 yeah, this is back when newspapers, you know, they spin the headlines. You can tell the story of the newspaper. They don't have to turn on a TV set when they go home and the NY1, New York City right. 1 is on. Uh, aching news, a meteor is heading towards the earth. Uh, with this just in, a grocery store was uh, robbed and uh, <laughs> private detective so-and-so was shot. I can't let you go on paying the bills. I can't pay them myself. I can't sell this house for as much as I mortgaged it for got to do something and i don't know what so she's like why don't you call larry oh hello larry fucking grovel for a little part they're doing a film called soldiers oh you know the sitcom hello larry mm, sounds familiar is it a threes company it was spin-off? a spin-off of That's destined to it fail. was a larry backdoor was- pilot spin-off uh from different strokes and it starred recently departed mass star mclean uh-huh. stevens and he played a morning dj no he was like a of his time and he had like a talk show 
No, we had like maybe a morning show, and the show was called Hello Larry, and people would call and they would say, Hello Larry. <laughs> and he he was, you know, he was a dad, a single dad. He had two teenage kids. Uh-huh. Daughters. I don't know. Maybe they weren't teenage. I don't we, know this this was 70s? 80s? It was like 81, maybe. 70s. It was that time period, that Twilight when uh, different strokes was on. Yeah, it's weird how like the seventies ended and the eighties started. Now Reagan did make it a distinct cut. Yeah, like all the hippie stuff was dead by seventy six. So it's right. sort of like the eighties started a little early, but not really because you still had disco and all that bullshit. Well, you can see in the fashion and just the way clothes looked and and just the the way things were directed. You know, that there was like, a transition. One I saw um I saw footage of when Reagan got shot, Ooh. and it was like eighty eighty one, right? And um, uh, all the the crowds and the news reports, you see all the styles. It was that weird one foot in the 70s, one foot in the 80s, but they were making it up as they went along. I do remember that him getting shot. I, I do remember seeing it. It was outside his car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Getting into the limo. Right. And, and that's when they, shot, they kept him going in. Well, they shot that... Uh the guy's name um yeah because reagan didn't die it's the one who fell in love with jody foster it um, oh he's up for parole he okay. was up for parole. i say let him out let it's so long ago that's all right well let's get back to buster keaton's story no hinkley no let's talk about hinkley was, we, we, hinkley was dead lennon oh hinkley was lennon yeah right What's uh, Chapman. Chapman. Chapman, Mark. Yeah. Okay, then it was Hinckley. It was John. John you have to Hinkley. say three names when they're killers. No, but yeah, but the thing is, Reagan. Are they didn't going to die. the track? Reagan didn't die. He wasn't an assassin. He assassinated, attempted assassination of the president of the United States. He should deserve. Right, what's like, his middle name? What's his middle name? I'm trying to watch the Buster King. Oh, okay, okay. So now he comes in. And it's like, okay, I'll be the star in your new film, Soldiers. And they goes, no, not the star, just a part. And he goes, all right, well, I want at least four setups because I have some, no time for setups, it's one scene. And he goes, what the fuck? Call general casting. I'm Buster Keaton, bitch. All right, you want an extra? You call the extras department. Yeah. yeah. Here's your extra as a box set, season one and two. Now, on the wall is Buster Keaton in that movie called The Boat. And it might really be Buster Keaton. I'm not sure. We'll take a look at the painting. But I think this is a scene in which there's a flashback to it. Oh. Oh, it, like it goes into the camera, moves up to the picture? Is that real Buster Keaton? Ooh, Looks like it, right? That's not the real boat, though. No, once again, we're getting a reenactment. And what gets right. me excited oh, about Oh, music, is, music. Like, do, do. Get ready, excitement. Right behind us, behind our eyes, watching the boat, to our Do left the... right, is Buster Keaton in the flesh, the real Buster Keaton. He's on cool. set. Sorry, I was so enthralled by that music. Taylor song. It's the SS Minnow. Ha 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 ha. So he's obviously going to sink. This That's is so crazy. 
guess that's the Pacific. I would probably be the worst silent movie audience member. I would tell the organ, like, can you stop playing like that? It's <laughs> just annoying me. Yourself. Let's just watch it. Hi. Hey, but I, I hate tell you, when I saw The General, that's what I did. I you turned it, it off? Yeah. yeah. And every now and again, I would take off the mute, and I would hear, blink, 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 and I'd say, yeah, that's right. That's why I'm muting it. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, to be in a house full of everybody and have an organ play, like the, the Castro used to do, like, it's fun. It's great, you know? One time I saw this movie, it was a silent movie. I was at summer camp and the guy was just fucking around on the piano and, and they said, please mute the, you know, turn off the sound of the movie and let's let him do it. It was pretty fun. That's cool. He I was doing it in that style. So I guess if you hear it in person, it's different than. Yeah, because it must be a craft in, in and of itself to be able to sit down at an organ and just improvise. Or, you know, maybe have some sheet music beforehand or, like, see it a little, you know, be a little prepared. But still, Yeah, it's... he caught the ball? Yeah. Did you miss it? Where did, how did he catch it? It was, it fell into his hands. No, his hat. He caught it with his hat. They're like, hey, you're Buster Keaton. Now, the real Buster Keaton had a love of baseball. And he had friends who he talked baseball with and... At the, when they did the general, they would take breaks and do baseball games all the time. He never went to the track, right? Or he went to the track? Nah, it was just conversation. He never went to the track. So one way in which the film of Buster Keaton, if they really had done it, would have profited, and we would have learned all about his love of baseball. And that he locked himself, got locked into a trunk when he was a kid. A tornado... Yeah. And a tornado lifted him into the sky. Yeah. I'm just saying there's lots in the real Buster Keaton story. You can life. make this movie now in 2020, two, three, you know, like, I don't want to give away. Who's the guy who played in the Queen movie? Oh, uh, Mr. Robot. <laughs> Mr. Robot, right? Isn't he Mr. Robot from oh, the oh, US Navy okay. You know the actor I'm talking about? I don't know Mr. Robot. You know the actor I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he did a stone face, if he did some like learning about Buster Keaton and action, I think he might nail it. It would make up for that Bond movie he did. And I could definitely be Fatty Arbuckle because if they want me to put <laughs> on a few pounds for the part, no I think you guys, would, you guys would be great. <laughs> I've been there. No, but like they, there's, there's got to be some chubby today guy, you know, a young Jack yeah. Black. So all we're getting here is Buster's got nothing to do all day, so he plays with kids and he makes them laugh. Let's hear some music. Oh, and there's Sweet and Laugh Track in this, right? Sweet what? They, no, they, it's kids. But they put the fake kids laughter in there, like you think it's you... fake? Probably. It's a sound. It's a movie. Safe. Well, the sound is definitely like they did a really good job on oversweetening the sound on purpose. Okay, so now he's going to run outside of the baseline, which everybody knows means he's out. But it's a movie. He look, ha 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 ha. You're right. You're right. They did that in the sound stage and put it in. Oh, polishing our big now giant lamp. Oh, thank God, I was almost done. It took me six hours to polish that lamp. So Can as you, you know, Buster lamps? said, if you. Yeah, I'm, I'm interrupting you, but 
Okay, as you know, he said, you know, fuck you and your Benny part, right? And he comes in and has a great time playing baseball. Comes in the door and she's like, you look happy. You got the part. Oh, right, but he told him, fuck you in the beginning. Right, so he doesn't get the part. So tomorrow morning, here it is, 7 a.m., time to go to the studio. He'll be like, he'll just wander around town. They had a single bed, but she was never slept in it. I don't know. This is a fake movie. I don't know what happened in... No, but I'm saying, like, in the 50s, you had to have two separate beds when you were married. Mm, like, no. I Love Lucy? Uh... I don't it was think a, so. there was a haze code that started. Remember, remember uh, when TV your father is different than a movie, and this is yeah. fifty-seven. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, now he will trick Elmer Hayes from Kansas. I think it's Elmira, New York. He will trick him into getting. Say, say, I forgot my wallet. Can you give me ten bucks? To, I'll mail you it. He says, uh, "Where do you think I am from? New Jersey." I said, "I'm from uh, New York, uh, upstate." Elmira, New York. Make it out Hell to our my. daughter. So I thought this guy was uh, Jack, uh, Jackie Coogan, who was uh, Uncle Fester. We really didn't get to see enough of Jackie Coogan. Jackie, well, he's the famous uh, kids actor that started a lot of laws in, in Hollywood and in America. That's right. Where, he yeah. sued his parents in like the matter of like $4 million. And we're talking about back then money. Um, they squandered it. And there's, uh, let's see, the California Child Actors Bill, the Coogan Act, right. came out of that. And it provoked California to enact the first known legal protection for the earnings of child performers. Uh, Coogan continued to, to act throughout his life, labor, later earning renewed fame in middle age, portraying Uncle Fester in the 60s television series, The Addams Family. So he's very brief in this film. He was the kid. In Charlie Chaplin's yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. Kid. Yeah. Which was remade with John Voight and Ricky Schroeder. I guess. I don't know. Oh. Did I watch it? No. No. Okay. Okay, we, so yeah. who's been unceremoniously dropped at his front stoop? A drunk Buster Keaton off of $10 he ripped off a fan. Oh, he just went and spent that $10? Yeah, he got now ten dollars back then is about eighty dollars. So Didn't he hear he the, the guy's from El? He's huh? from Elmira. He probably had a bottle on him. <laughs> yeah. Say, I forgot my liquor at home. Can you give me enough to drink to get home? <laughs> so oh, now Gloria one. will have the realization: no matter what I do, this guy's a drunk fuck. I got him this job, right? right. It's supposed to make him get back to being a star again. So now she's like, since I can't do anything if I stay, maybe something will happen if I leave him. This is all made up, folks. Completely so made up. We know that one of the things he did as a talkie was perform with uh, Jimmy Durante. But I don't see Durante right. in this movie. They did no, three no, no. movies together. Right. And there's yeah. plenty of story in the real-life Buster Keaton story. I go to Amazon Video Prime. Do you have that, Carl? Amazon yeah. Prime? Okay. Good. All right. You're almost there. And then uh, they have uh, little Abner from 1940. And uh -huh. I'm still watching like three minutes a day of that <laughs> horrible movie. And he's in it. I don't see it in this film. <laughs> three minutes now, a day. Now, um, uh, May Murray, his second wife, tried to sue this movie going, you, you know, 
characters fictitious or real. You ripped me up, and they proved in court easily. That ain't you, May. Right? right. This is like a fake wife. Oh, they were able to get away with saying this is a fictitious yeah. story. Yeah. So the, even they admitted. Sydney himself admits. Oh, I wonder where's she going? What's going on? She's she just literally meeting. packed her bags. Yep. Why Dear did I Buster. leave that? Dear Buster. Off. First off, thank Love you for purchasing this Lord. farewell journal. I knew it was crazy. I didn't know why you bought it months ago, but now this is really handy. Hi, we're the kids that had a great time with Mr. Keaton. Is he there? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Out to play. I'm sorry. You're writing the Dear John journal. We'll let you be. But first, oh, gosh. Can he come out and play? That's terrible. That's right. And they're like, he's sick today. Means he's a drunk bitch. He's Hang hungover. On. Why did I buy a Dear John journal and leave it on the table outside the door? I was just asking for it. Look at that dish for nothing there. You put your keys in there when you come home. Key oh, dish. Well, they're home. <laughs> no, she doesn't need the key, right? She should leave it there. So I guess this is on video. You saw that distortion, right? And you can and see on the I right of the, the screen the, the buzz. The audio. Now, this the was audio never right? released to DVD. It was never seen on television. It just went away. Here. Um, yeah, let me see. Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Um, a movie from the 50s why wouldn't they air it on tv at ad nauseum right it's it's nice and cheap for them uh as of 2018 this film has never been released on any home video format no widescreen prints have ever been released to television i don't know why they make it's called vista vision that's why it was so anyway we see it on youtube and that's like one of the only places it's available what is vista vision i saw that in the beginning it's like it's like wide left and right, like um, Lawrence of Arabia. You see the 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 they show you the the regular screen and the wide screen. It took a special projector for this for him getting rejected. This, this yeah, I know they wasted it on this. But you should really see the orphans in Vista Vision, Carl. It's like so he goes do something funny, and so he does. Then they say, do something funny again. And he like fucks up and hurts himself. But they go, ah, ha, ha, like he meant it and leave. So he's all bummed out. Here, hold this flower. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> do something else funny, Buster. Want something else funny? Okay. Whoa, whoa. Whoops. Buster. They think, yeah, he was a real Buster. What a bummer. What they a, thought it was funny. So now it's time for this fake movie to change his fake life. And he'll walk past the for sale sign of the castle. A Shangri-La. For sale by Carl Halp Gorgages. Ha ha ha. Mr. Yes. Keaton is here. What? Diane Keenan, let her in. Send him in. Diane Keaton, how? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were your dad and your mom. Ah, but... Michael Keaton. Oh, I'm sorry, Buster. I'm sorry, Buster. He goes, Where's Gloria? I'm not telling you. Well, I just want to tell her goodbye and I love her. Bye. He goes, All right. Then, uh, then I'll tell you. Didn't he live in a 
trailer and the, and the studio lot. Yeah, we could have made a real Buster Keaton movie, and we didn't. We blew it. We made this well, instead. Once again, even though I'm mad at this director, you have to respect what he did in his career. This was just a fuck-up, in my opinion. Sidney Sheldon. We wouldn't have I Dream a Genie if it wasn't for him. That was five I years running. I hear you, man. Now, heart to heart, we could have lived without. Oh, no, no. I gotta have heart to heart. I can't live without heart to heart. But it's also bizarre that after he was 50, he wrote 18 novels and he sold 300 million copies in 51 languages of romance suspense novels. And he directed this film, an inaccurate portrait of Buster Keaton. Yeah, this film was uh, uninteresting. You know, Carl, you recommended a documentary, and I mentioned this last week's show or a previous episode or a forthcoming episode or possibly a rescript episode <laughs> that uh, James Karen, the voice of Pathmark for, uh, uh, yes. and also from Hard Buddies too, was a child in Sam Beckett's only directed film called Film where uh, Buster Keaton and uh, James Karen as a kid walked through this landscape and later in life, James Karen hosted a TCM documentary on the life of Buster Keaton, and mm -hmm. he had a really good friendship with him. And uh, it's a really good, accurate, uh, and you know, like I said, you know, one of the things you were you told me about the Jimmy Durante movie we saw with Buster Keaton is that he sold his gags to the Marx Brothers, and that's yeah. accounted for in the documentary. It's not in this movie, right? It's not in this movie. And think about what good plot that is like you have to sell to the marx brothers i don't know i've do said it so many times do you think I, it's too yeah go ahead Sorry. i think they should have made the real buster keaton story because there's so much more juice there instead of this fake thing right now he's like i don't drink anymore and that's okay i'll divorce you and forget it goodbye it's all fake this never happened do you think it's because it was too soon like wired was 1989 it was just too soon because lucy had died in 81 it's 57 here. Buster Keaton's still alive. He's doing beach movies. Or he's about to do beach movies. Oh, by the way, Peter Laurie at the end of his career did a lot of James um, uh, Roger Corman stuff. Yeah, actually his last movie was uh, Jerry Lewis's The Patsy. Hmm. Which he was great at. Okay, so now Buster has said, look, I'm not drinking anymore and I don't care about fame anymore and I'll be cool and you can have a divorce. Because I'm going back to vaudeville! Which is dead according to this movie. I've worked up a 10-pin act. They're going to give me a, you know, a week, a month's run. Don't you, do don't you think this is remarkable that Donald O'Connor does this? Well, he can juggle three pins, no problem. But he can't juggle more than that. But he caught them all. Yeah, the three pins. The three pins. Oh, when the guy tossed him in? Yeah. yeah. This is just... Whoa, oh, here, I need music to tell me how I should feel. Now, what's the surprise? Gloria shows up at his vaudeville thing. Two, oh, where's the dummy? I don't, I don't appreciate you saying here that. You ruined the moment, dude. Get on! Get on! You're on! Get on! So... Whoa. I had to go. I got to bring a uh, sex doll. I mean, uh, uh. Now she. Oh. Now she is like totally in his corner. So he goes, okay, I'm not using a dummy. You, I'm using you. 
come out. You remember when I did it on New Year's Eve? She goes, yes, Buster, but I don't remember the, I've never been on a stage in my life. And then she comes out and nails it as if she absolutely has been on a stage in her life. Right. Killing it. Now, this was a real thing, but not, it was a movie, not a vaudeville act. And also, look at this fake vaudeville set. Look how much money. You know this isn't vaudeville. I think we need the music, too. To go to sleep, let it thunder. Uh-oh. Now, but the thing I'm saying is, like, a second ago, he was juggling pins on a stage. Right. If this was really vaudeville, we would have walls and furniture and it everything. Would be, it would have the advertisers that. wall. Yeah. I know. This looks like the Honeymooners. All we're seeing now is it was a big hit. Now, this was a real movie, and they're making it a vaudeville here. What is the why would they? He never went back to vaudeville. He was always in the movie. Oh, he actor. did. He did in a literal, literally, do go and do some vaudeville. Oh, he but did. He, oh, I take that but, back. But, but this film implies like he quit films and now is back in vaudeville. That is not true. <laughs> so I, I also know him from films after this, like Mad Men, Mad Men World, and uh, right, like Beach Blanket, uh, Bingo, and. Uh, uh, some of the other surfer movies he did, he you know he showed up. So it wasn't like he was persona non grata in '57 no. when he came out. No, not at all. He was um, <clears throat> one of the reasons they made this was to sell it, and that was him. You know the fame people fondly remembered talkies, uh, 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 silent films, right. and they didn't remember him for his talkies. This is so. crazy live act. What a crazy live act to do, Carl. The yeah, first I time find the list of real movies so I can tell you what is this movie. Sorry about that. But you're absolutely right. This is her first time on stage and he's like throwing her around. Right. And she's getting big laughs and doing it perfectly. It's just not believable that uh, her, she's never been on a stage before. But they, thank God they built this set. Like you're right. The bed. I found it. I found it. Yes. Um, this is probably calling being, it's probably called spite marriage. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's serious. Buster Keaton serves as technical advisor to this biopic. Although the filmmakers didn't use his input for the story, it's well known he had nothing to contribute to this movie, but he helped prove invaluable in recreating scenes from such films as The Frozen North, that was the ice fishing, yes. The Boat, Balloon Attic, The Balloon Attic. The we saw a trailer for that. Yeah, there the, was a trailer for that. The Goat. Sherlock Jr., Spite Marriage, and Cops. And I think this is Spite Marriage. Now, it didn't mention Steamboat Bill Jr., which was a big film for him, but it did mention The General in a headline. Right. Well, that's what I, I guess with The Boat, I thought it was maybe Steamboat Willie Jr. Steamboat that's, Willie, that was Is that the Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah. He was in that? I didn't realize that. That's, That's a great movie. People were like, remember when we were in the talkie audience uh, watching action. talkies? And we were like, that mouse was whistling. We were like, oh, shit. Whoa, ah, shit. Ah, I never saw anything funnier. Okay, now he comes out. He goes, you are great. We should rename the act the two Keatons. And she goes, the three Keatons. You know, because she's pregnant. But the thing oh, is, like, Tom's the dad. Right, because they've been away from each other for a while now. Well, maybe they've been doing the act for seven and a half months now. 
No, they just this is day one. He just got off the stage. We'll call it the two Keatons. Make it the three Keatons, because I got knocked up. Look at that big right. smile. I mean, he's just not Buster Keaton. Right, yeah, right. It was Mr. Deadpan. Look at that smile. Yeah. What the hell? You're absolutely right. That's Mr. Deadpan is smiling down little Connor. Yeah, with the twinkle in his eye. Well, uh, Carl, like, what did you think of this movie? What did I think of this movie? Hodgepodge, but it was entertaining. But it was also just everything bad about a, a movie version of someone who's still current in pop culture. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't do it, or you sh yeah. if you do, you should have a uh, do it crazy like the Chuck Barris movie. But, yeah. yeah, make it your own. Yeah, he that's his his biography was like that, and they they stuck to it. They could have done an angle on this that had Buster the real Keenan, but the, all the great stories about Buster Keenan weren't in weren't in it. But I did like Donald Connor a lot in this. I think you, we we underestimate what he had to do this film. I did read that he didn't like this film. Oh, I think it's even on the the YouTube description that he uh -huh. disowned it. That make it laugh makes a point of it. But uh, you know. But he handled it, and one of those things that just disappeared from pop culture memory. But it's about pop culture, so. Well, this wasn't just like re remembering your lines. He had to do all the pratfalls and all the pantomime. He really had to prepare for. Sure, and he was, and if, and if Buster Keaton really was a technical, like actually worked with him, he had yeah. to listen to really listen to Buster Keaton to, mm -hmm. to represent him. You know, I see and, a lot of pictures on the internet that are stills of the days that Buster Keaton. And he's older. You can see he's older. Yeah. He's on the set to, adv to advise on these films. And he's with Donald O'Connor every, almost every picture, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I have to agree with, like, that was a good point. I, yeah. But I, I really wish that they, they, I really would like to see the actual story as a movie. But, you know, I guess yeah. we won't. But, yeah, check out the TCM documentary about Buster Keenan with, with yeah, James Yeah, especially because it's from Pathmark guy. It's the path. Well, he tells you you only have twenty four hours to save. Yeah. yeah, you have to act now. He was on the Jeffersons, and he was oh, what episode? Canceled. Canceled. Well, that was a yeah crazy story. Well, we saw him in Hard Bodies too, of course, and he popped right. up in uh, right. Revenge of the Living Dead. Uh, I remember in Hard Bodies too. They were he was he was a arguing director. There were two directors, and then they got together. Right. Know? Well, there was a producer, female producer, and a yeah, hard nice. hat, cigar chomping uh, male director. <laughs> okay, well, we went for Buster Keaton to Hard Bodies Two again. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Carl, what do you think of this movie? I think it shouldn't have been made. I don't think it was good. I don't think it did any justice to. I mean, since it did get made, we can compliment Donald O'Connor, and we can say, hey, cool, Cecil B. DeMille is here, you know, and Peter Laurie, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Since they made it. But I think I think the world could have survived without this film. It really... You know, I'm, I miss Jackie Coogan because I blinked. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, they didn't know he was going to go on to be Uncle Fester, but they did know he was the kid. Well, he was a silent movie star guy showing up in a movie about the silent movie star guy. Right. Yeah. Why not give him more... Yeah, well, yeah, it's interesting. What a weird. That's a curio. I would say it's a curio. It's it yeah. was a misstep. It's like Wired. It's like a, a lot of the film documentaries about celebrities where you go, I don't know. I, I Weird Al documentary, notwithstanding, I, I haven't seen it yet. Streaming. Do you think I should see it? Is that? It's, it, but it's bad. It's bad, Carl. 
Like you should see it, but understand it's a it's a great bad movie. It's a bad okay. great bad bad. It's movie. not a documentary. It's a movie. Docu drama. Okay, and, and it's not the truth, right? And they have to legally change like Bernie Brillstein's name. They uh-huh. have to change like they can't show any sketches. Did they make him Girlstein? That would be so funny. Did Something they make like him that. Girlstein? They call him Steven Spielberg. It's really weird. But <laughs> all right, yeah, well, Ph. Wait, how is Steven spelled? Mine's oh, right. Is this Steve? I don't know. I've only seen his movies for the last 50 years. Let's see if we can figure <laughs> it out. Uh, all right. Well, Carl, that was uh, the Buster Keaton story from 1957. Uh, I, I don't have a new movie. because What? Are we re-recording? A f- what? What's going on? Uh, oh. Not, not if you don't uh, have one. No, oh. All right. You can text me. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I thought we were going to redo an episode. So oh, we are going to. This is, you know, this is inside baseball. You shouldn't be you telling the audience. We are going to do that, but that doesn't mean. I think maybe I'll edit this part out. I think we need to let a lot of time pass, like at least a month, so that it yeah. feels fresh again. We're watching it new. Okay. So. All right. Well, all right. So, pick Carl, a movie, uh, pick a movie. Uh, all right. Who do you like? No, not right now. All right, I'll pick a movie. Fair enough. Mo- oh. What you do is you go to Mystery Science 3000 picture uh-huh. website and look at a film they've done. And let's Good do idea. that one. Yeah. Well, I like to go to the Yahoo homepage and I type, I keep scrolling down. And then eventually it says, you can't believe these 10 bad movies. I go, I click on it and it's a slideshow and it shows me like Mac and me. Hmm. It, it's a terrible ripoff of E.T. Click here for the next movie. And then there's a little ad, like, and then you can, it says, uh, uh, Meg, the Meg. Um, no, what? um, the Society, uh, Society. Society. What a gross horror movie. Yeah, this an audience, one. we recorded this, uh, film Society, and it was such a bummer. We... We sank it. We said we're not airing it. It's a cult movie from the 80s, a horror, body horror movie, and it was just not, yeah. But listen, if you subscribe to our um, non-existent Patreon channel, we will give you access to that piece of crap. Right. It's the inside baseball access that you could get to hear the episode for an episode that really depressed the shit out of us and was not (laughs) a show relevant. And then one where the, the YouTube channel decided to freeze Right. What? Stop! Stop! All right, you're gonna cut this all out, right? That. Okay, since he's bringing it up, maybe I won't edit this out. I chose. I watched the movie three times. The fourth time when we were watching it, but I chose a channel that I guess I didn't have experience with, or I just clicked on it and it said it was right. okay. Yeah, yeah. It froze frame. I was so embarrassed. I still think you should play that up. It's available on our non-existent Patreon page. Right. But in the meanwhile, Carl. People, if you enjoyed this show, we are, as we said up front, part of Mutiny Radio here in San Francisco. We want you to be part of Mutiny Radio. Go ahead and please donate. You can donate three wonderful ways. You can go to the, our website, mutinyradio.fm. There'll be a donation button. You can click there. You can go to Venmo and throw in money at, at Mutiny Radio. And I believe there is a GoFundMe page or another one, another page out there. So if you have one of those charity pages, go check us out. But you can check out Mini Radio on Facebook. We're on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike's People and Carl. And of course, our acronym, 
for our YouTube channel and our podcast is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday at 2. We hope you enjoyed Round Round Sound before us, and we hope you enjoy all the programming here on Mini Radio. We'll see you again next week. Carl, thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. Bye, audience. Thank you. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the uh, 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 duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. It's 6 o'clock. Spencer Devine just scared the shit out of me. Uh, we're listening to an old Cure album in the fills today because, I don't know, it just reminds me of high school for whatever reason. Um, you know, that's what I love about comedy. I keep getting older and they keep staying the same age. Uh, we're going to do jokes and stuff. There's not a lot of people on the list tonight. It's like really short, so uh, cool. And we'll all get out of here early and maybe go to go to the other one at Slade or something. Um, but let's all clap it up for me and do like a couple jokes up front. Woo, 
clap for me. Yay. Alright. Really excited to watch World Cup soccer. Been waking up super early. Saw a two o'clock game, two AM. The Swiss team. Everyone's like, why do you follow the Swiss? Jan Summer. <laughs> You're not familiar. He's the hottest man in the whole universe. I don't give a fuck about soccer. I watch it because I get to watch hot twenty-six year old men actually make goals. <laughs> or or in this case, stop the goals of others. Oh my God, he's the best keeper in the world. He pays for the Bundesliga and now he's on the Swiss team and oh my God, I love him. <gasps> Jan Summer. Cool. On a dating app? Nope, me either. I've never done that. That's crazy, right? Dating app? Did you meet your person on a dating app? No, you met in real life? This is a room full of unicorns. My God, people with personalities. How does it happen? I also have never been on a dating website, and I'm 48 years old, and that's crazy to people. So I was thinking, well, what if I do it? What do you do? So I asked some ladies, they said, what do you do? And they said, well, what you do is you raise the bar really high. And then I asked some dudes, I'm like, well, what do you do? And they said, you lower that bar right down. Why can't we just meet at the bar? Isn't that what we used to do? Uh, we just go to the bar and have a drink. We get to talk to each other in person. Woo! No, I need to fill out a comprehensive survey before I decide to engage in conversation with you. So I'm single. Uh, so I was, at, I was outside a bar smoking, trying to meet guys, whatever, standing on the street. And uh, this fire truck came by, woo, 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 and out of it poured teens of hot men, like, whoa, just each one in uniform and uh. And I love firemen because I feel like firemen and EMTs are all hot because when you're dying, you have to have something to live for. So you look up at them and you're like, yes, <laughs> mouth to mouth, please. So they ran up this building to go save someone. One of them had an ax on his shoulder that was so hot. I was like, ow, ax bodies me. Woo, but he had an ax. He went running up the stairs to like, I don't know, save someone from an opiate overdose or something. And then they got, it's San Francisco. And they came back down and they're all filing back into their lovely little truck. And I look at one and I give him a little shoulder. And he's like, oh, and we like look at each other, gave each other eyes. We're like smiling. And I waved and he waved back. And I was like, ah, we were vibing. Right. And then they drove off. Woo, woo, woo. And I'm so stupid. I didn't get the number of the truck. So how am I going to find this fireman again? So the next week at the same time, I went to the same bar and I paid a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. Ha <laughs> ha! It's my version of Tinder. Okay, see, I tried to extend it out and it's still, it's two minutes. It's a two minute joke. Okay, that's the one I wanted to see how long it was. I'm going to listen to it later and then see what happened. Oh, what was the other thing he wanted me to try? I just don't think it has, I don't think it's funny enough. You guys tell me after. I am the dumbest person alive. That's a, I have, no, I have proof. I have two accidental gang tattoos. <laughs> how, how, but I asked you have two accidental gang tattoos. One of my first tattoos when I was 19, I have on the back of my neck here, and it's because I was a theater major, and it's the ancient symbol of comedy and tragedy. 